0: Welcome back to the Grace Truth Bible Podcast. This is episode two in our miniseries on whether or not there is more than one gospel found in the scripture. Last week we covered the fact that gospel means good tidings or good news. We stated that there is more than one gospel preached in the scripture. This week we will show this clearly from the scripture, that there is more than one gospel, and we will compare two of these gospels with each other to show this fact. Understanding that there is more than one gospel is something that really opened my eyes and helped me with right division. If you see a different gospel being preached than the gospel of grace, then you know the book is not for this dispensation or your participation. The gospel of grace is the gospel we preach today. It is very simple. It is found in 1 Corinthians 15 1 4. If you have your Bible, I encourage you to turn there so you can see for yourself. We will be covering multiple scriptures and I encourage you to look at each one of them. In 1 Corinthians 15 1 4. The Apostle Paul says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day. According to the scriptures, it's very clear that the gospel is Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Also, look at Ephesians 2, verse 8 through 9. It says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Jesus Christ did the work of salvation for us. He died for your sins and hers again so that you could have justification. It is by faith in this finished work that you are saved. Not of your own works, but by faith in Christ's work. Look at Romans 4, 5. It says, but to him that worketh not but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. It's to him that worketh not, but believeth. Salvation is not a works, it's a faith. While you're there in Romans 4, drop down to verse 23. Speaking of Abraham having faith imputed to him, or having righteousness imputed to him by faith, Paul says, Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. And then Romans 5 verse 1, it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's very clear that Christ died for our transgressions, for our sins, and that he was raised again for our justification. And when you have faith in that, it is imputed to you for righteousness. Ephesians 1:13, another passage. It says, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also, after that ye believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So once you believe the gospel, you are sealed with the Spirit. This is the gospel we preach today, that Jesus died for your sins, was buried, and three days later he resurrected, so that in him you can be justified and have eternal life through the resurrection that is found in Christ. It is by faith, there's nothing you can do for it. You're placed in Christ by the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12:13 says for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body whether we be Jews or Gentiles whether we be bond or free and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. You do not put yourself in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit does, and that happens when you put your faith in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit then baptizes you or places you, immerses you into the body of Christ. Now what if you share this gospel with someone and they don't understand it? Or it's somehow hid to them? Is that person saved? If you answered no, you are right. Because how can someone put their faith in something that they don't understand? They can't. It was at this point and with this understanding that I realized there is more than one gospel. I also realized that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John aren't written to the body of Christ. They were written to Israel. Now, before you turn this podcast off and call me a heretic, let's look at the scriptures. Remember, if you answer no to the question that if you share the gospel with someone and they don't understand it, or it's somehow hid to them, and that person's not saved. Look at Luke 18, 31 through 34. So if you answered no that someone cannot be saved, they don't understand Christ's death and resurrection... Then consider Luke 18, 31 through 34. It says, Then he, speaking of Jesus, took unto him the twelve, that would be the twelve apostles, the twelve disciples, and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. For he shall be delivered unto the Gentiles, and shall be mocked, and spitefully entreated, and spit on all. And they shall scourge him and put him to death, and the third day he shall rise again. And they, speaking of the twelve, understood none of these things, and the same was hid from them. Neither knew they the things which were spoken. Now go to Matthew 16, verse 21 through 23. It says, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me, for thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. And then Mark 9, verse 31 through 32. It says, For he taught his disciples and said unto them, The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. But they understood not that saying and were afraid to ask him. So these are three passages, three different passages, speaking of different times, I believe, where Jesus tells his 12 disciples that he's going to go to Jerusalem, he's going to be persecuted, he's going to be killed, he's going to be buried for three days, and then he's going to rise again. Didn't we just see that's the gospel that Paul preached? That's the gospel that we preach today for salvation, faith in Christ's death and resurrection. So Jesus is telling his 12 disciples, this is going to happen. And in one passage, Peter rebukes him, says, that's not going to happen to you. Another passage, it says it was hid from them. They didn't understand it. In Mark 9, it says they did not understand that saying, and they were afraid to ask him. So if I share the gospel with someone today and they don't understand it, and they don't proceed to ask any questions, that person's lost. Because they don't understand it. You can't put your trust in something you don't understand. Now, look at Luke 9, verse 6. So we read Luke 18, where it says that the death and resurrection was hid from the 12. And of course, Luke 9 happened before Luke 18. If you look at Luke 9, 6, It says, And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. The they here are the twelve disciples. The twelve disciples are preaching a gospel, but yet they don't understand or know the gospel of Christ's death and resurrection that Paul preached. So what gospel are they preaching? Or are they simply lost ignorant men? That's how most people proclaim or portray them, which also insinuates that Christ is a bad teacher or has bad taste in picking his top 12, but that's beside the point. But what if they were preaching and believing a gospel that was given to them at that time? Because the gospel of grace was not yet revealed, which would make sense since the death and resurrection hadn't even happened yet. The scriptures also confirm this. Look at 1 Corinthians 2 verse 7 through 8. It says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So Paul here says he speaks the wisdom of God in a mystery. A mystery is something that was hidden, which he goes on to say, even the hidden wisdom. Verse 8: None of the princes of the world knew it, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. God kept the purpose of Christ's death and resurrection for salvation to all men. He kept that a secret. He kept it a mystery. He kept it hidden until the right time for it to be revealed. And he revealed it to the Apostle Paul and commissioned him to preach this gospel of grace. He did not commission the twelve apostles to preach this gospel. We'll look at the gospel they preached here in just a minute. But let's look at a few verses to show that Paul was given the gospel of grace, and he was the first commissioned to preach it. Look at 1 Corinthians 9.17. It says, For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. Paul says the dispensation of the gospel is committed unto him. Now go to Ephesians 6, verse 19. Paul asked the Ephesians to pray for him, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of. Of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So Paul pray, uh, asked them to pray for him to make known the mystery of the gospel. So again, there was something secret about this gospel, right? There was a mystery of the gospel. Now go to First Timothy two, verse three through seven. It says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time, whereinto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith. And verity. So again, this is the gospel that Christ gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. And Paul says he was ordained a preacher and an apostle of this gospel. So Paul was commissioned to preach the gospel of grace. The twelve were commissioned to preach the gospel of the kingdom to the circumcision, which is the gospel that they were preaching in Luke 9. Verse 6. So go back to Luke 9 and let's start at the beginning of the chapter. It says, Then he, speaking of Jesus, called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither stays nor scrip, neither bread, neither money. Neither have two coats apiece. In whatsoever house ye enter in, there abide, and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. This gospel is what we see in Luke 9 2. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. The good news is that the kingdom of God is at hand. And if it's at hand, well, you're not going to have sick people entering into it. That's why they were healing. Uh, This is the gospel preached in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the early part of Acts. It was preached before Paul was saved and commissioned. Go to Mark 1. This is the gospel that John the Baptist preached. Says the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets: Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness: Prepare ye the way of the Lord; make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness, and preached baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan confessing their sins. Drop down to verse fourteen. It says, Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Mark one, fourteen and fifteen very clearly state what gospel Jesus preached, what gospel was preached in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and what the content of that gospel is. It says, Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. So the gospel is that the kingdom's at hand. Believe it. Go to Matthew 10. We saw that Paul preached that Jesus Christ was a ransom for all. If this is the only gospel in all scripture, then why in Matthew 10, verse 7, or verse 5 through 7, does Jesus commission his 12 to only go to Israel? It says, These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as ye go, preach, saying, "The kingdom of heaven is at hand." So it's very, very clear that the twelve were commissioned to preach the same gospel that Jesus was preaching in Mark one. Now go to X two thirty eight. After Peter has convicted. Jews for killing Jesus, they ask him, in verse 37, What shall we do? Peter doesn't say, Trust in the finished work of Christ for your salvation, but rather, he says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for their mission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That sounds very much like what John was preaching in Mark 1. Look at Acts 3, 19-21. Peter says repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord and he shall send Jesus Christ which before was preached unto you whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Well, that sounds very much like Jesus Christ will come back and establish his kingdom if you repent. This sounds like the gospel of the kingdom, not the gospel of grace that we preach. Now to give more evidence to this, go to Galatians 2, verse 1 through 7. Paul says, Then 14 years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, and took Titus with me also. So Paul has been ministering for 14 years. Now he's going up to Jerusalem. He says, I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles, but privately to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. But neither Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And that because of false brethren, unawares brought in who came in privately to spite out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. To whom we gave place by subjection, know not for an hour that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. But these who seem to be somewhat whatsoever they were, make it maketh no matter to me, and God accepteth no man's person. For they who seemed to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me. But contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter." For he that wrought affection in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me towards the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship, that we should go unto the heathen, and they unto the circumcision. Verse 7 clearly shows that Paul was given a gospel of uncircumcision, and Peter was commissioned A gospel of circumcision. These are two different gospels. So I hope this has been clear to you that there is more than one gospel preached in Scripture. These are not the only two, however. We will look at a few others next week. Again, to be clear, there is only one gospel to be proclaimed today, and that is found in Paul's epistles you're there in Galatians 2. Just go to Galatians 1, 6 through 12. Paul says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which ye have preached unto you, let him be a curse. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, than that ye have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men, or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. And again, the gospel that Paul preached is found in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3 and 4. He says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures.